0: Based on a true story in the 1960s, this racing flick sees the face-off of two major car manufacturers of the time. Ford versus Ferrari reveals the relationships of this historical showdown to leave you easily entertained. No, I am the father and here we go. That belongs in a museum. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We're gonna need a bigger boat. is Sparta! Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Doctor Grant, my dear Doctor Zant, welcome to Jurassic Park. Welcome back to Easily Entertained. I am your host, Bryson Olsen here to talk to you about all things entertainment. Today, we are going to be talking about 2019's Ford versus Ferrari, starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. This film is pretty fantastic in how it portrays its story based on a true story of Ken Miles and Carroll Shelby. This film kind of goes throughout the process of how Ford was having a huge sales slump and they decided to get into racing and like take it a lot more seriously. And they hire the Shelby team. Um, Carol Shelby owned a bunch of cars and was very famous because he had raced in Le Mans, a very famous 24 hour race in France. And so they hire him and his team to work on their car and make it fast and get a team together. That's going to beat Ferrari, which is one of the most famous car manufacturers, especially at the time. And they were, making a lot more profits because their cars made just made headlines a lot more. They were faster. They had a lot more appeal to them and that caused people to buy them more. And Ford was jealous of that and did try to buy them out, but was insulted by them. And, Obviously, we don't know exactly how everything went down just because not everyone is still alive. But the film tries to make it as accurate as possible, even consulting the son of Ken Miles to really portray his story the best. And I think that's what going throughout this film is probably the best part about it is the realness to it and to have the realness to a story you have to have relationships between the characters and i think that's what ford versus ferrari does really well is discover the kind of relationships not just between businesses but or between people but between story elements between ideas how relationships build between each other and what that can do in real life and in storytelling and i think the first one we really have to talk about is quantity versus quality and you get that very much at the beginning when you understand who Ford is and who Ferrari is. Ford is very much a quantity type of company. They're all about efficiency. They make it cheap and easy. They have assembly lines. They have a lot of people doing a lot of very small jobs and not doing anything really to a very high level, just breaking it down in simple parts. And that's what Ford was known for. Ford was known not for inventing cars, but for inventing an assembly line to make the manufacturing of cars really simple. And so obviously that was their business model. Let's, let's make a lot of cars and it doesn't really matter what kind of quality they are. We can just make them a lot and make them fairly cheaply. And then they're, they're more affordable for people to buy. And that was the whole goal of the assembly line is to make things more affordable. Whereas Ferrari is more about perfection. It does take more time and money to make each car, but a single person is working on a very specific part of the car to make sure it is near perfection. There's a lot more time and effort that goes into that. And you have these two conflicting models that go against each other and that represents itself a lot within our characters ford you're obviously going to have the ford way you have the ford execs which you know they believe efficiency and branding is more important than any of the other things really sure we want reliability and performance but it has to look cool to actually do anything. So it doesn't really matter what the car is and more about how it's perceived. And you really see this in the film during the scene with the launch of the new Ford Mustang. Ken Miles calls it out and thinks it's a secretary's car. It's kind of heavy. It's not very fast. It's supposed to look fast, but it is inside, as he puts it, a lump of lard. It is not a very impressive car. It just looks nice. And that kind of pisses off some of the Ford execs, mainly Leo Beebe, because he was responsible for the launch of it. And especially because it's calling out their quantity over quality aspect. Whereas you have in the story, you have the Shelby team, although they're facing against Ferrari, we don't see much of Ferrari's side of things when it comes to the story. We are mainly looking on the American aspect. So we are focusing on the dynamic between the Ford execs and the Shelby American team that is working on the GT40 to make it beat Ferrari in Le Mans. And so the Shelby team is actually a bit more like Ferrari. They understand a the power of doing. They are mechanics. They all do. They know what they are doing. And they think that a powerful car is going to speak more for itself and what it represents. Rather than just trying to make an image out of it, they just make the best thing they can, and that will show itself to the public. And this kind of represents a willingness to change and a willingness to have quality. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but if you can do it right and perfect everything then you will have something that is worthy of public recognition and that's really why the GT40 wins and why people then are so astounded by it is not because ford made a huge image of it it's because of what the car was what the car had done to it what it took to build up the team that was behind it in the race that allowed them to win and those kind of things speak for the quality, quantity versus quality aspect of things. And that's what Ford versus Ferrari really stands for. It's less about, it's not really about the car names themselves, but rather what they represent quantity versus quality. And they also represent something else. The other relationship they kind of follow, and we see this even more within our characters rather than just the teams themselves is greed versus passion. Typically when you're dealing with a big American capitalist big American capitalist business that makes more sense, you are dealing with greed. Although there are a lot of creative minds behind big businesses, a lot of it comes from the desire to make a lot of money. And in this story, it manifests itself very much as the vice president of Ford, Leo Beebe. Like I said, he was responsible for the launch of the Mustang and he eventually becomes head of the racing division of which the Shelby team has to report to. He's very much a salesman. He's a people pleaser. He understands what a good image is and there's nothing wrong about having a good image however it is wrong if it starts to get in the way of things he becomes a bit pretentious as he focuses too much on the image of ford itself wanting to be fairly clean cut rather than letting someone like ken miles who's a mechanic and as he calls as bb calls him a beatnik he doesn't really want him representing Ford because he doesn't fit that clean cut all-American poster boy that Leo really wants. And that causes him to be a little annoyed when the Shelby team is pushing for that because that's what speaks for the car itself rather than just trying to make up some kind of marketing scheme to get people to want Ford products. You shouldn't be trying to trick people into getting products, but rather showing them that this product is amazing And that's why they should get it. And that manifests itself as passion through Ken Miles. We very much see the story through Ken Miles almost 100% of the time. He is our perspective into this world of racing and into the past because this is based on a true story and it's mostly about Ken Miles and how he was kind of gypped over during Le Mans because Ford wanted that image. They had all three, four teams slow down to cross the finish line. But because of just technicalities, Ken was not the winner because he just didn't start very, he started further in than another racer was, but that caused him to be gypped over a little bit. And then you have some issues with that but Ken is obviously a very passionate man he cares a lot about cars and he knows his way around cars he's a mechanic like I said he at the beginning owns a shop where he is a mechanic that's what he does and obviously he also really likes racing he does a little bit of side racing and he's obviously really good at it we established very early in that Ken does know what he's doing in all aspects of cars. However, because he is poor and he seems a bit proud, that is why the business can't really deal with it. It's that greed versus passion. Greed doesn't really go along with passion very well as greed starts to suck any creativity out of passionate people. Passion can bring in money, but that isn't always the primary focus for passionate people. They are just doing it because they love it. Ken does the car things, not because he gets paid a lot, but because that's what he loves and that's what he desires to do with his life. Ken is very much more like Ferrari. He does things right the first time. He understands the power of doing something right rather than Ford which is all about greed and all about quantity. Let's make the most money for as cheap and quickly as possible. But that's not how you're going to win. That's not how you're going to win the race. That's not how you're going to win in your company. You need to be able to let passionate people do their thing without corporate intervention. And I think we see this a lot in Hollywood as for a good example now, because... Typically studios see what works and they try to copy it over and over again. I think the Marvel movies are a pretty good example of this. Although I love the Marvel movies, a lot of them are very formulaic. They they did figure out what was banking money and what could continue to bring in money. And that causes them to keep making the same thing over and over, but eventually you get tired out because it's the same thing over and over. The audience will eventually pick up on it and be like, well, this is the same thing as the last one. Do I really want to see another one of these? So you do still have to allow creative people to be creative and put that passion into their work. And that will speak for itself. Granted, it's not always going to be the biggest Money maker. And I think that's what bothers people, especially in like big corporate studios or businesses, is that risks don't always make a lot the most money, but they usually turn the most heads. Exposure can sometimes be just as rewarding or just as beneficial as something that's just making you money. And that's why. Passion is so important, especially in, no matter the industry. And in Ford versus Ferrari, that's what they strive to show is that Ken and Shelby are passionate people. They know about cars and they respect each other and the vehicle that they're driving. And that's why they are able to win. They know the ins and outs and everything. And they're more like Ferrari. And that kind of leads us into the last relationship because... Each character, uh, well, each character that we are given the perspective of, more the Shelby team, they are more like Ferrari. And you kind of get this legend versus legend moment at the end of the film after Le Mans. So, like I said, Le Mans is a 24-hour race that's meant to test the endurance of the drivers and the car of these companies. And takes place in France, and it's a very challenging race that is usually kind of like it's kind of like country road almost so it's not like a racetrack that is designed to be driven by high power cars it is just a pretty normal road that they have to follow and that kind of shows off the best of the best it shows the best drivers the best manufacturers and it shows that these people know their stuff and the reason that they say in the film that ferrari keeps winning is because they know their stuff they have The best drivers, they have the best cars. They know their ins and outs. And that's what we are shown. Ford doesn't, but the Shelby team does. And that's why Ford hires them. And this particularly manifests itself with Ken. Because Ken really knows his stuff. They all go to him with major questions. He clearly can handle himself outside of the car as well as inside the car. And this shows that he respects it. He respects his competitors. It's not that th- he hates them. He just understands it's a competition and doesn't show any prejudice against them. It's respect that everyone has worked so hard and they know their ins and outs. And you get this little moment of, Ferra- of Enzo Ferrari, obviously the owner of Ferrari, recognizes Ken Miles at the very end nods to him and recognizes that Ken does know his things he's not nodding to Ford he's nodding to Ken because Ken recognizes the power and skill it takes to be a driver and how dangerous it is and that I think is a very not exactly touching moment but it's a moment that you tend to resonate with more because clearly both of these people know a lot about what they're into about their industry and about their machines, and they have both made huge names for themselves within short amount of t- short amounts of time. And as a result, they are and both of them aren't really like bigoted towards like people who are of that same mindset. Like Ken is obviously a bit annoyed at Leo BB because BB doesn't really understand. The machines. He understands the brand. He understands the marketing that goes behind it, but he doesn't understand the machine. Enzo understands the machine. And that's why Ken and Enzo kind of have that moment where they nod to each other. And it's respect that although he beat Ferrari, Enzo understands that Ken was a part of making a phenomenal racing machine and had the skill to beat his own cars and drivers and that is what makes ford versus ferrari so great is that you have all these relationship dynamics and it showcases a lot more than just oh it's two businesses going up against each other but more representation the symbolism that goes behind both of these companies: the quantity versus quality, the greed versus the passion, and then showcasing two legends against each other. Both Ford and Ferrari as businesses are legends. Ford established that they could make cars very quickly and make them more affordable for the population. That is not a, like that's not something we really need to underappreciate. That is still phenomenal. Without Ford, we wouldn't really have what we have today in the car industry. And like, maybe it would have happened that way, but it would have happened way later. We have to thank them for getting it started so early so that it could eventually be perfected. And then Ferrari, obviously, they just focused on the details. They focused on making just really good cars, whether they made one or two, they made good cars. And that is in and of itself, a legendary thing as well. So it is not just about these two businesses. It's about the people involved. It's about the symbolism behind everything. And that's what makes Ford versus Ferrari such a great movie to really leave you easily entertained. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of Easily Entertained. I hope you enjoyed it. And before you go, we have two more things. We have our rating of course. So, our rating, we have a very unique scale for how we rate our films, just because you know we're easily entertained. We're going to enjoy a lot of the things, and if we, based on just a 1 to 10 scale, things are rarely going to be below a 5. And so, we kind of changed up our scale. So, we have All Day, Every Day, which is at the very top, it means you could watch it whenever. You have a go-to, which is just under that. You have quotable, so obviously, you can remember things from the movie. You have the right mood, where you like the movie, but... You know, you kind of you kind of need to be in that right mood. Like, you're going to enjoy it, but you're only going to enjoy it at specific times. You have Once is Fine, so you could see it. In the theater, maybe you rented it, and you don't need to ever see it again. Garbage, don't ever go see it. That is my recommendation to you. <laughs> you regret seeing it. And Ford vs. Ferrari, I think, is one of those all-day, everyday films. Because not only with the story aspects and all the symbolism, but also the sound design and the cinematography is absolutely fantastic about Ford versus Ferrari. So I would give it an all day, every day. Please respond with what your rating would be. And before we go, we have our last bit, which is the question of the week, which is what is your dream car? If you have to look up some car types because you're not a huge car person. That's totally okay. But we're kind of curious. What is your dream car? I would have to go, uh, well, I kind of have two because I have one that I think is more realistic, which is the Toyota RAV4, which I know it's just a Toyota, but Toyotas are really reliable. And it's a pretty nice SUV that if I could get it in a hybrid would be fan rigging-tastic in this economy. That would be so wonderful. And then if it's like a sports car, I really like the Audi R8s. I think those are awesome. They always stuck to my mind after watching like Iron Man, seeing him drive the Audi R8s. I would love to get one of those. So what is your dream car? Please let us know down in the comments or respond to the Q&A on Spotify. Be sure to follow us anywhere you can whether it's social media, Spotify, YouTube, just check us out. We're always having a good time and giving you some more entertainment value, either analyzing things or giving our initial thoughts and just kind of having some fun entertainment discussions. And with that being said, we will leave off this episode. I hope you enjoyed. We will see you next week. And until then, bye. You have been easily entertained.